Good morning. Hope everyone had a blessed and wonderful week. This week we'll be starting a new chapter. We'll be starting the Gospel of John, the book of John. We'll be covering verses 1 through 9 in chapter 1. And the title of today's lesson is The Word Became Flesh. So the author is the Apostle John, the son of Zebedee. And what is the purpose, you may ask, of this book, the Gospel of John? The purpose is to prove that Jesus, Yeshua, is really the Son of God. And that all who believe in Him will have everlasting life, will be in the kingdom of heaven. So when was this book written? The Apostle John wrote this book. A lot of scholars believe that the book was written after the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD. But it was also written before John was exiled to the island of Patmos. And if you remember, we, we're speaking about the Apostle John, the same John, not John the Baptist, but the Apostle John that also wrote the book of Revelation when he was in exile on the island of Patmos. So what are some of the key people that we're going to be talking about throughout this chapter? You're going to hear of, obviously, Jesus, but you're also going to see and hear about John the Baptist. And we know that John the Baptist paved the way for Jesus. He's the one that told people about the kingdom of heaven, about repentance, about Jesus himself, that he really was God in the flesh. We're also going to hear Mary, Martha, uh, Lazarus, Jesus' mother, Pilate, and Mary Magdalene. So these are some of the, uh, of the key people that we're going to be discussing throughout the Gospel of Matthew. So John's story, as you're going to see today, begins with him speaking about the Word of God and the Word of God becoming flesh. But we're also going to see in today's lesson that John's story is, is, is going to begin with the Word becoming flesh, but towards the end of the lesson today, you're going to see that John the Baptist enters the scene. And John the Baptist, we know, was baptizing people in the River Jordan. But what else will you see throughout this gospel? You're going to see that Jesus' ministry begins. You're also going to see that he takes 12 men that become his followers, become his disciples that were hand-chosen by Jesus. You're also going to see the first miracle that Jesus performed at a wedding in Cana. Then he goes down to Capernaum, which becomes his new home. Then we're also going to see that Jesus journeyed to Jerusalem for special festivals. And festivals are very, very important according to Jewish tradition that we're going to talk about throughout this chapter. We're also going to see that he meets a religious leader called Nicodemus. And when he left Judea, we're going to see that he traveled throughout Samaria and he, he ministered to Samaritans. He, he also uh, performed miracles in Galilee and in Judea, which shows that he really was the Messiah. We're also going to see that he raised Lazarus from the dead. And we're also, we also going to see, and we're also going to end this lesson with Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane and telling his disciples of what is to come, what will happen to him. So without 
With that being said, open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. I mean, the Gospel of John. Excuse me, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. And we'll be covering verses 1 through 9 in today's lesson. And let's start off with verse 1. Verse 1 simply states this, that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Verse 2, he was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So let's go back to verse one. And verse one simply starts off by stating this. The first text says, in the beginning was the word. Now the phrase I want you to focus on here is in the beginning. And, and let me ask you this question. When you hear this, what comes into your mind? And most of you probably would say the first book in the Bible in the book of Genesis. So what, what we're seeing here is this right here. John will give us a very unique understanding of the book of Genesis. So in other words, well, he's going to tell us what we need to know about the book of Genesis from a kingdom perspective. So he writes here, in the beginning was the word. Now this phrase, the word, is going to be repeated over and over, not only in this chapter, but throughout the entire book of John, the gospel of John. And when we talk about the word, when John says the word, this is in reference to Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Messiah. But also we need to understand that this word has to do with God's mindset, meaning God's purposes and God's plans for us. Now, now, why do I say that? Because the same word is also the word when, where we get the logic in the Greek language. So, so what he's saying here is this. Jesus is going to reveal to us the very logic or the very mindset, the purposes and the plans of God. And if you don't have a proper understanding about who Jesus is, who he was, what he is, what he will be. I mean, understanding that he basically, and he is the eternal God, the everlasting God, then you're going to miss out on what God's plans are for you. In other words, God's revelation for his people and, and what God has in store for us believers in him through his son, Jesus. Let's go back to the text. The second part of that text says this, and the word was with God. So if you look at this text, in the beginning was the Word. Now the Word's speaking about Jesus himself, right? And the Word was with God. Now here, the purpose of this second text is to show intimacy between God the Father and God the Son. And when we hear those two terms, God the Father and God the Son, one of the things that should come to our mind is the term Trinity. Now, even though the Trinity, the word Trinity is not found in the Bible, the concept 
is spiritually sound, right? What do I mean by that? God has manifested himself into three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? And in this Gospel of John, we will see a connection between this book, the Gospel of John, and the book of Genesis. So we see that John refers, he goes back to the book of Genesis constantly throughout this book. And what Genesis speaks about is that God's going to bring order to his creation. And I'm going to talk to you more about that in a few minutes. Now let's go back to the scripture. And the word was God. Now, what is being emphasized here? What's being emphasized here is the divinity of Jesus Christ. And we know that Jesus is our Savior. But what, what, what we're going to see here is that God himself took on human flesh. And God himself became man. But he never stopped being God. I've said this quite often. He's fully man, but he's fully God. And when we study the book of John, we need to understand that John is going to reveal much to us what relates to theological truth. And if we don't understand the doctrines, especially of the doctrine of divinity and how it relates to Jesus Christ, then we're going to miss out on what God is wanting us to understand and how we need to have that relationship with him and receive the power of God, which brings order into our lives. So in the same way, when you look at the book of Genesis, you're going to see that God created the heavens and the earth. That's in Genesis 1.1. And we find out that there was a lack of order. And what I mean is, is things weren't as we would expect them to be. And you might say, what do you mean? I mean, you're talking about God creating the whole universe, right? Yeah, because we expect a holy God that, that would make uh, a perfect creation, that would make everything perfect. But when we look at the scripture and we look at the book of Genesis, we don't see that at the very beginning. We see that the world was empty. The world was void. It was formless. It lacked order. But what brought about that order? God himself did through what? Through the Holy Spirit. Let me read to you the scripture. Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now listen to verse 2 what it says. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And look what it says right here. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So what John is revealing in this gospel is this. He will explain how we can have and find the order of God in our lives that reflect a kingdom truth. So we see that John is writing right here to both Jew and Gentile. Because the, the gospel message is for all people, all of humanity. As one of Jesus' 12 disciples, John was an eyewitness so that his story is very, very accurate. John traveled with Jesus. John seen the miracles that Jesus did. Now, many people that, many people that, that John spoke to at this time were Greeks. So, so what we're going to see here is that John is speaking not only to the Jewish people, but mostly to Greeks. And we know that the Greek culture engaged in the worship of many gods, right? And, and, and they believe the supernatural characteristics 
were very, very important to their gods. Just like the Jewish people, right? Genealogy is very, very important to Jews. But what John is trying to show is that our God, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, he, he's not only different, but he's much more superior than the Greek gods of, of what those people believed in that day. Verse 2. The scripture says he was with God in the beginning. So over and over, we're going to see this inherent relationship between God the Father and God the Son. Now, even though Jesus was with God in the beginning, and the term in the beginning means the beginning of revelation. Now, one of the most important truths that we will see in the next few minutes is that we will be talking about creation. And what the Gospel of John emphasizes is that Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Messiah, He wasn't created. See, we need to understand this because it's very, very important. Is this, that there never was a time that Yeshua, Jesus, didn't exist. He's eternal, right? And, and, and we will also see that everything was made by Him. So Jesus is not a creature. That is, Jesus, God, was not created. He's eternal. And that is why he is God with us, Emmanuel. So over and over in the text, you're going to see that John is emphasizing the divinity of Jesus. And he will point out over and over that he is eternal. Verse 3. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Now, through him, all things were made. Now, I don't want you to miss this. Because everything that was made was made by him and was made through him. The scripture also tells us without him, nothing was made that has been made. So he emphasizes here that everything that was made and everything that is being made and everything that will be made in the future, that Jesus and Jesus himself alone made these things because he is our creator. Now, John is stressing that Jesus just wasn't the creator in the past, but he's also in the present, and he's also what is to come in the future. You see, when God created, he created something from nothing. And because we're all created beings, we have no basis for pride. Remember, you only exist because God made you. And God gave you special gifts. He gave you special talents. But you see, with God, you are something special because you are created in his own image. But apart from God, I want you to understand this. You really are nothing. You have nothing, right? And you might say, why is that? Be because you aren't fulfilling the plans and the purposes for which you were created. See, he created you to do a job. He created you in his image to be a disciple, to enlarge his kingdom, to get more people to the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. Verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So that first text simply tells us, in him was life. Now this, this term life is very, very important. Because what the scripture is revealing to us here is that there is a connection between life and the word. And we know who is the word. Jesus is the word. So what he's telling us here is that 
He wants us to have life. But remember, we are talking about this and trying to understand this from a person that's, that's, that's going back some 2,000 years ago when, when John wrote this, right? And John wrote this, especially a person that comes from a Jewish background, because that's what John was. John was a Jew. So it's a Jewish background that, that was affected by the teachings of the sages. Remember, the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? The, the elders, they had their own law. They had their own traditions, their own customs. But what I want you to see here is from a biblical perspective and of Judaism, that there's a connection here that John's trying to get us to see. And that's between life and the kingdom. And those two sort of go hand in hand. So when he says in him was life, he's talking about and saying him that it, it's the kingdom. It's for a purpose. It's God's plan. It's God's objective. And he wants us to all be kingdom people. Now let's go back to the scripture. Continuing on. And that life was the light of all mankind. So now we're going to see a connection between light and life. And when we look at the book of Genesis, the first thing that we see that God created light. Genesis 1-3 says this, and God said, let there be light. And the Bible says there was light. So once again, we see John who's speaking to a, basically a, a Jewish audience. He's using the terminologies and the teachings that those Jewish communities would understand. In other words, he's trying to reveal to them the divine revelation to the people from a kingdom perspective. Why? So that they may understand the mind of God, right? And, and not understanding from a knowledge, not un, just from a knowledgeable standpoint, but, but they also take advantage of that knowledge and they respond to the word of God. They respond to what John is saying. Now, when we talk about the light, the first thing that should come to our mind is illumination, and when Jesus says, when God says, let there be light in the book of Genesis, it's to give us illumination to the truth, to the purposes, to the plans of God. You see, Jesus, Yeshua, is the creator of life. And it is his life that brings life through all of humanity. In his light, we see ourselves as really, we're sinners. And because we're sinners, we need that light in our life. We need that Savior. And what Jesus did for us on the cross, He gives us a chance at that light. He gives us a chance at that eternal life with Him in the eternal kingdom of heaven. And when we follow Jesus, the light, we can avoid walking, being blind. We can avoid falling into sins without repenting. Because we're going to sin daily. We always sin because we are sinners. We were born into this world and this world is sin. But His light gives us a path to everlasting life. And he removes that darkness of sin from our lives, right? Now let me ask you this question. The question is this for you today. Have you allowed the light of Jesus Christ to shine in your life? You see, we need to let Jesus Christ bring that light into our life. Jesus is that beacon of light that wants to share his light with us. And when you, when you invite that light into your life, then you're never going to stumble in the darkness. Amen? Verse 5. 
The light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. Now, this is here, this is speaking of a personal light, right? And we shouldn't think of this as some abstract manner, but instead that Jesus is the light of the world. So we see in the scripture that darkness can't receive light. So we might ask what's happening here, right? So he's telling us that if you remain in darkness, in other words, one doesn't receive that light if he's in darkness and if he stays in darkness. And if you are in darkness, the scripture is going to tell us right here that you're lost. So we're going to see right here that there's a connection between darkness and going back to the book of Genesis being empty, being void. So John's trying to teach us here. He's telling us that if, if we're not pursuing the fullness of God, in other words, if we're not pursuing his plans and his purposes, that we're going to remain in darkness. And when we are in darkness that we can't comprehend or understand, we won't, we won't respond to the light. And we learn in the book of Genesis that it is through light that makes a distinction. And through this, we can make a decision or a choice. So we are dependent upon the revolution, the revelation, I'm sorry, and the illumination of God. Because without the light, without God, then we make wrong choices in life, right? So we see how important right here, John's stressing to us. Yeah, he's writing the book of John the gospel of John, but he also stressing to us how important the book of Revelation is in revelation to his word in this gospel of John. Amen. Verse six, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now this right here, names are very important in scriptures we know, but this right here is speaking about John the Baptist. John means God's grace. It also means that God supplies a desire for that grace. And we will see this in this gospel, that this gospel of John is all about grace. And we will see that grace is important in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Verse 7. So he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him, all might believe. So again, this is speaking of John the Baptist. And this is simply saying that John the Baptist was sent by God to tell people about the truth, to tell them about Jesus, to tell them about the kingdom of heaven. You see, John came to preach the word of God. He came to tell people not only about the kingdom of heaven, how to get to the kingdom of heaven is through repentance. Because John spoke about repentance the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent of your sins. John was telling them that you need to have faith and you need to repent. That it was through John that all people would believe that Jesus was the Messiah. That Jesus is the Messiah. That John paved the way for Jesus. You see, if you look at the Old and New Testament, there's a consistency of belief and faith. Now, the word all means everyone. So, this is telling us that we all have an opportunity to receive the light. We all have an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. Verse 8. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. So this is telling us that John the Baptist wasn't the light. But instead he came to tell everyone about the light. And who is that light? Jesus. And this is still true for us today. 
See, Jesus calls us to be a disciple, to be a servant. Jesus calls us, he commands us to be the light. What, you, you remember the Great Commission that we studied last week in the Matthew, in, in uh, Gospels of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel? What, 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 what Jesus t tells his disciples before he ascends into heaven? He says, I, I command you, right? I, I want you to go make disciples of all nations. I want you baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit. So here again, it's speaking about the Trinity. So it's spiritually, biblically based, right? So John, John's saying right here that he himself was not the light. That John the Baptist wasn't the light, but he came as a witness to share the light, to tell people about Jesus and the kingdom. And that's what he's telling us today also, that he wants to spread the word, to spread the good news, to let people know about Jesus. Are you letting people know about Jesus today, right? Or, 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 or are you sharing the good news, the gospel to people? Are you making new disciples for the kingdom of heaven? Because that's what Jesus calls us to do, amen? Verse nine, our last scripture for today. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Now, the word true means all those things that John's talking about here. In other words, these are the foundations of our life. And everything that John's talking about here is true. That's what this is telling us. So he's saying that Jesus is the true light. And through him and only him, only Jesus, that we can receive that light. Now understand that although that, that God chose Israel to be his chosen people, this light that Jesus has to offer is for all of humanity, is for everyone. You see, John writes from a Jewish perspective because he's Jew. But he also writes from a biblical perspective because all revelation is grounded in the word of God, amen? And we, and we need to see this, that if we're going to be talking about God's purposes and God's plans being fulfilled, that we need to understand what John's doing here that he's purposely began speaking of creation from the book of Genesis. And he did this to help us understand that God's purposes and plans are to a very broad audience. And who is that audience you might ask? It's creation. See, God's salvation will not only affect the remnant, because we know in the last days that that remnant, that one third of the Jewish nation is going to come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah and he's going to be saved. But you see, God's salvation is for all of us. It's for all people to respond to that light. This is why he says all men. This is why he says everyone. Coming into the world, he says. So we see that there is a purpose for creation here that John's pointing out. And that is the, unique, the very unique thing about the gospel of John. That John wants us to understand that God has a purpose for his entire creation. In other words, God has a plan, God has a purpose for your life, for my life, for all of those who accept him as the light of the world, as the truth. John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And the only way to get to the Father is through me, amen? And that ends our lesson for today. We're going to be back next week. We're going to continue on in the gospel of John. We're going to finish chapter one next week, covering verses 10 through 20. We appreciate you all tuning in and listening. 
Hopefully you got something out of this Bible study. Go be a blessing to someone this week. Like Jesus tells us in today's lesson. Go be the light. Go shine that life. Tell them about Jesus. Bring Jesus into their life. Amen. We love you guys. Until next week. God bless.